we know the story of Red is Awesome now, how that came about. How did how did you settle on Roxom? Roxom goes way back to the mid nineties. Uh oh. Back in the days of America Online. When, <laughs> yes. when little kid when little kid me was trying to think of something to make as my AOL screen name. And I don't know why I chose Roxom, but it just jumped into my head and I used it. And ever since, it seems like nobody else uses it on any website or any account for any reason. Sorry. Red is awesome persists because nobody else is. <laughs> is, is, is maybe like Rhett, Rhett is depressed, is taken. <laughs> oh, Rhett is unhappy, but you're the most optimistic of the Rhett's, so you get to persist <laughs> with Rhett. <laughs> well, you know, the worst or part is the most ego. I, I was really pissed off with the Red is Awesome handle for like, I don't know, maybe half a year because so like back when Google started like taking over the Internet and purchased YouTube, I was like, oh, you know what? I should make a YouTube account. Like I went to go register a username with YouTube. And this was like, I don't know. I don't know when that transition happened, actually. I thought it was when I was in high school. But uh I went to go use Red is Awesome on YouTube, and it was taken. I do a search for it, and no, there's no profile with videos available, so it's just some douche who is like, I'm going to ruin Rhett's day, and <laughs> never post any videos, or never comment on anything, and uh, yeah, so uh, I think I finally got Red is Awesome uh, as my YouTube uh, handle, just because I registered like a Gmail account, you know, with oh, that yeah, name. Red is Awesome. Um, yes that's kind of what happened to my twitter some guy some guy named john stole the roxom twitter and i think he proceeded to post two or three links to explicit pornography and never use the account again <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my legacy on the, the roxom oh right that's where i recognize the name from jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my name's like always having trouble. Like I'm surprised when, cause I try to get just seven Aylor or Taylor with a seven and that's like always taken. So I'm either Taylord or some of them like League of Legends. I can't, you can't start with a number. So I had to be T4, which really irritated me. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm a Dota player. Uh, <laughs> it all stems know. from that number problem. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what other handles? With a name like Taylor, you're kind of condemned to using Elite Speak for everything. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, right? Well, what? I saw this map the other day that was going through all the years of like what the most popular girl names were, and in like 2007 or something, Taylor was like blowing up and in, in like then, so it's getting pretty popular. Nice. Yeah. Cool story, bro. I know, really cool. I'm <laughs> what, not the funny one. I was by trying the way. to remember. <laughs> I was trying to remember what was like the handle you used to use. Like, I used to use nougats. <laughs> oh, nougats! How did I forget that? Oh my god! I hate that. That's actually my Steam account is nougats. My Steam is that, account is that nougat with a zero or it, it's uh, flat nougats. It's N E W G I T Z. <laughs> And it's so stupid because my friend, one of our friends, Lee, we used to just like make up dumb words. And this one, Three Musketeers, and we were playing like Baldur's Gate, and we had to enter a name. And I think I was just on, uh, you know, Three Musketeers. So I'm like, Nuggets. 
<laughs> I can't tough. blame you for it. I really can't. That's how I used to come up with some passwords. I would just look around the room and use whatever was in my surroundings to make up a password for me. Yeah, but the user, always, and that's that's pretty bold to go straight for the username. I know. I I'm actually a little ashamed of that one. So well, you want to know what mine? Else. Like my Steam what? account name is Emperor underscore Butt Spanker, but <laughs> but Emperor <laughs> is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> emperor is spelt wrong and i would be using that word to write and i remember being like why is this wrong that's how you spell emperor (laughs) nope it totally wrong but it's funny you mentioned that because one of the biggest memes on my stream is me messing up the spelling bee back in the day (laughs) oh yes dude i want you to tell that story (laughs) okay so i won my middle school spelling bee and then I went to the county, and I made it past the county spelling bee. They took the top two people there, and I got second there. And then I went to the regional. And if you win the regional, then you get to be on ESPN all that. You guys have seen it, right, with the little yeah. kid oh, who's yeah. staring blank face and the <laughs> He doesn't seem to care. So I get very first word, real southern guy. I'm, from, I'm in the south. First word was tetanus. <laughs> said, uh, can you use it in a sentence? And he said, the boy got a tetanus shot. <laughs> okay, so I thought tetanus, two syllables, okay? Tetanus. T E T N I S. And I was out. I was out like a light. So now, pretty much anytime somebody makes a typo, people will just spam that command in my chat. The t- I see that the all command. the time, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's great. Uh, I'll never forget well, that word. <laughs> yeah, we'll start the we'll start the podcast off on the foot. Alright, welcome back to Game Dev's Quest, your once weekly podcast uh, chronicling the journey of game dev that uh, that me and my bro Taylor take. Uh, yeah. Taylor take? My bro Taylor take? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this week we got a special special little treat. We're joined with a friend of the show, Rockzom, who yeah. is a badass Twitch streamer. Um, I wish I had one of those like noises where it's like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Rock zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's got a Twitch stream, and uh, he's streaming game dev like four times a week now, right? Right, I think five, five times a week. Some, Dude. some might even say some might even say uh, zero times, depending upon <laughs> when you catch catch me. But yeah, four four or five times a week is is the goal on weekdays. Sweet. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, we're we're super excited to have Rockzom on. Uh, we. We met, I believe, on Rhett and I were streaming on on Twitch. I don't even remember what we were working on, and you had said, "Hey, like, cool stream. You guys should check out my stream." And uh, then we hopped on like this one Saturday night, and I hung out with you for like four hours on your stream and had a blast. And then, yeah, dude, it's been really cool seeing you like go from not having many viewers to like now you are 
like a legit streamer i feel like so and and not to mention like seeing your progress in game dev has just been like incredible so thanks for coming on man i'm excited hey i'm I'm happy to be here the thing is when i found you guys i didn't realize you were new to anything at all I thought, gosh, look at these experts looking. These these are hacker. These are game dev hackers. Look at what they're doing. <laughs> oh, jeez. They're doing that C hashtag programming language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh man. Well, all right. So, kick it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, like where you come from, uh, what you do for a living, if you don't mind sharing that. How you got into game dev. What your and, shoe size is. Yeah. Uh, what brand of deodorant you like to use? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's start with the start with the important stuff. Uh, my shoe size is pretty small, around eight, eight and a half. Uh, I go with the Dove Clinical Care, the, the fresh scent. <laughs> I find really really lends itself to to feeling confident when I go live on stream. Uh, well, then I can the, tell, dude. <laughs> as for the as for the less important stuff, I'm I'm from Eastern Kentucky originally. I I know I don't quite sound like it. I, I my accent comes out more and more the more uh, tired I get. But I come from a, a bluegrass family, and that's what brought me to Nashville as as a little boy. My dad cool. uh, was in the Charlie Sizemore band. That's his name. He used to be the lead singer for Ralph Stanley. If any of you've seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He yeah. was the man who sang Oh Death, that real wow. oh, high-pitched high acapella, kind of a wistful, sad song. But yeah, then my dad went and did his own band and brought me down to Nashville and Overall, I've just been a a wayward nerd my whole life, going from one thing to another, whether it's learning how to juggle or learning how to do any any kind of thing on computers has always been interesting to me. And I never really got into the game dev thing. I don't know why. I, I guess it just seemed like something I would never know how to do. Did you, I, I mean, maybe you guys can relate to that. Just not really knowing yeah. where do I start? What can I do? Especially 15, 20 years ago when I was younger, it, it was so, it seemed like it was so much more complex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that's exactly why we started this podcast actually, because you know, we had sort of gotten together and it's like, Hey, you know what? I think now we kind of know where to start with this whole thing. <laughs> Let's create this podcast as like a roadmap for other people that are in the same shoes as us so that they could follow along. Um, so yeah, man, uh, you fit right in with us, uh, real quick. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, dude. So, so you come from a bluegrass family. Your dad's a musician. Did you ever follow in his footsteps at all and play music or anything like that? Not for a long time. The funny thing is my parents both being musicians, that, that was actually how they ended up meeting when they were teenagers. They met at bluegrass and over the years got closer together until they eventually got together. The thing about being a bluegrass musician is even if you're famous, and I, I cannot think of a, a, a non-crass way to say this because I've been using this analogy since the 90s, but being a famous bluegrass musician is sort of like being the tallest midget. <laughs> right. it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't really mean anything. I guess you could say tallest hobbit or maybe tallest dwarf might be a better way if I make it more of a Lord of the Rings thing. But <laughs> they, they kind of steered me away from music because they didn't want me to be as broke as they were. <laughs> wow, so good parents. I eventually ended up getting into music when I was a junior in high school. The band needed a tuba player. And I said, Well, okay, I'm I'm five nothing, but why not put the sousaphone on me? And I just started learning how to play the sousaphone. Oh and nice. Then, 
from yeah from that uh the band needed a bass player so i learned the jazz band so i learned how to play bass and from there i learned how to play the trombone because the band needed a trombone player you see where this is going you get the current yeah. <laughs> theme it's, it's just more, more how can i help people what what immediate need can i fill that would be interesting so that's just what i kept doing and i eventually actually went to college initially on a full ride for a music education scholarship oh wow. damn yeah, but I, I quit after a semester. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I decided that my, my career prospects would be much better suited to majoring in sociology instead of music education. But I, I changed out of that eventually, finally getting the uh, the degree in history just to have something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and graduated yeah. at probably the best time of the 21st century, right at the peak of the recession. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, 2009, thereabouts. So. Nice. Well, that's uh, going back a little ways. That's kind of how me and Rhett started becoming friends was so younger than me. And uh, when I was like, I think I was a freshman in high school, our band director, like, so we grew up in a really small town in Oregon. Uh, We have like 3,500 people that live there today. And like, so our band was tiny. Our high school band was really small. And our band director decided to start a marching band. And we had to combine with the middle school because we had, you know, so few kids out for, for band. And so Rhett was in seventh grade and I was a freshman and we were both summers. So we were in drumline together. And uh, like for a while, I mean, we were just like knew of each other. But then as soon as Rhett like got into high school or, or maybe eighth grade, uh, we started kind of hanging out uh, outside of band. And he was like interested in a lot of stuff I was interested in. And then, man... Now it's been like, that was like 15 years ago or something. Taylor, not going to lie. Dude, I saw you as my pathway to the top of the social high school ladder. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it wasn't until high school we started hanging out because we actually had band together, like band band class rather than like, obviously we spent a lot of time. But then also after that, like I had joined cross country. I played golf because you invited me to come play golf on that high school team and then i joined cross country the next year so it's like you know and then that was the same year we actually like formed a band outside of school because it was like we want to play heavy metal woo! and uh yeah it's really funny that you mentioned the cross country there because up until i joined band i i like i said i hadn't considered music at all i was still on the computer science track i was i was doing trying to learn some visual basic stuff i thought yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna do computer science we're gonna do this 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 and this and then somebody put a tube on me and i proceeded proceeded, i proceeded to be mathematically and logically illiterate for the next six to seven years while i did theater musicals comedy it just changed everything for me It, it it changed me from seeing myself as a person who would put his laptop in the closet and sit there and code all night to somebody who actually wanted to be a performer. And I think that's what, I guess, sort of caused what you guys see now. It caused me to have a mix of kind of introverted game dev interests, but at the same time, a, a little bit of interest in uh, more of a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. Well, your I could stream is... performer in you yeah. too. Your stream is really entertaining. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I've tuned in freaking every stream you've done, but uh, especially a couple nights, like when I know Taylor's going to be on the chat, like I'll hop on while, you know, I'll have my laptop open next to me while I'm playing Rocket League or whatever and just chime in and, and harass, harass you guys uh, between rounds and that sort of stuff. 
but dude your stream is really entertaining like and the chat is always really lively and uh, yeah. it's it's just so much you fun. got some so I hardcore can... fans now it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah i i can definitely so, see that's the performer coming out so real quick how how did you get to where you are i mean like what what made you decide to start your twitch stream and uh yeah how did, how did you how did you come up with your idea i guess i think like most people in the in recent years the the zeitgeist has been get on the computer get a stream and see if you can become something on i've tried to do it on social media they've tried to do it on all sorts of different platforms and a few years ago i was sort of pulled into that with the league of legends stuff like i'm playing league i'm going to show people watching me climb league of legends ranks blah 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 You, you know there's there's tens of thousands of streams like that so that's what led to me already having the equipment and everything but then i realized i my heart isn't really in this i don't really feel like i have something that needs to be shown to people so i just shut it down so in the background, in the back of my mind, I was just waiting something to come across my mind that I felt people would actually be interested in seeing and that I would actually enjoy doing on a regular basis. As for why it became game dev, purely purely coincidental. It's just pure luck. I I downloaded Game Dev Tycoon, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Toward, the, toward the end of April. <laughs> Yeah, game dev. It's it's actually on sale right now for four bucks. By the way, nice. I'll, feel, I'll, I'll plug. It. I think it's on sale for a few more hours. But um, yeah, I played that game and just seeing the whole process, watching somebody start from nothing in their little room. You have this old company. You just come up with your gradually get better. I thought more and more about it and thought, well, screw it. Why don't I make Pong? I'm tired of this. <laughs> I just woke up. I, I think I finally played Game Dev Tycoon all the way through a couple of times. And on May 24th, I said, I'm going to make Pong. I'm not going to sleep until I make Pong. I don't care what I have to use. I don't care what code. I don't care what it is. I will make it. What I what I find interesting is that it's like the way you phrase it makes it sound like you were like angry that you like <laughs> weren't a game. So like you, you were going to do whatever it took to like to get yourself out there and actually make a game, which is... That's not far from the truth, Taylor. It really isn't. <laughs> when, you, when you really think about it, when you think back to when you were a kid, if people asked you, what are you going to be when you grow up? If you asked fourth grade Patrick, fourth grade Roxom, who was... I guess I, that was the, my first year of being Roxom. <laughs> <laughs> if you asked him what he wanted to do when he grew up, he would have said, I'm going to go to Massachusetts Institute of Technology and I'm going to be a computer graphics engineer. I'll major in computer science and thereafter I'll go on to do great things. Like it would have just been like, that was the kind of kid I was. That was what I saw myself being. That was what it was. And then I wake up and I'm 30 years old and I, I still don't even know how to do anything. So, so yeah, there was definitely a bit of, of anger in there. A lot of, of wistful looking back at, at how far I could have come. But then at the same time, recognizing it wasn't too late. You know, well, that's interesting uh, you, because it kind of ties in with like what me and Taylor were talking about. Actually, we we had uh, just recorded a podcast right before we had you come on because uh, we usually record on Fridays, but uh, I was pretty sick yesterday, actually. So we actually recorded about time spent pursuing passions and it never being too late to turn around. So uh, I'm glad to hear you say that as sort of a like an addendum, an appendix to uh, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, well, and, and I'll say I think that's why like people really identify with you because I mean, 
you know, by chance I started watching your, you hopped on our stream and then we hopped on yours. But after watching you go for a while, like I really identify with that same thing. Cause I, I said those same things that you said as a kid, you know, I wanted to go to MIT. I wanted to make video games, all this kind of stuff. And so the fact that you're like, you know, they're doing that now, it, it doesn't matter that you're 30, like you're doing it. It's, it's, really easy to identify with you so that's super cool yeah well and also it, it beats the hell out of trying to make a bunch of drunk strangers laugh which was my my goal before the game dev stuff once once i was sort of drifting around in my 20s just the whole stand-up comedy thing you tried stand-up comedy yeah actually my my life goal at one point once i realized i could actually do theater without losing my mind and, and it <laughs> make me super nervous like it did when i was a teenager i i said you know what before i'm 30 i'm going to get on comedy central and i know it's a crazy goal but i got on comedy central in July <laughs> of 2009 i i they were having this contest where they wanted you to, to take a comedian and come up with original material in their style so nice. i did mitch Hed yeah i did mitch hedberg I oh. did some mitch, mitch hedberg style material and for the whole month of july in 2009 they played me and Ever, ever since then, until sometime this year, I've just been drifting because I achieved my goal. <laughs> I had no idea what I really wanted to do next. Dang, dude, that's so amazing that you got on Comedy Central. Dude, this is see, this is so great. I'm glad we're getting into like all this kind of off track stuff because, uh, dude, we have so much in common. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually still do stand up comedy. Uh, I'm not very good. I don't think I'll ever get on Comedy Central. <laughs> but, uh, dude, that's so cool that you got into that. Um, and I can see, like, being a performer, man. I just, like, I feel like I can now sort of see how your mind works a little better. Because that's exactly what it was for me. It was, like, just always this desire to perform. And, like I said before, like, me and Taylor used to be in a band. And when that sort of dried up and we sort of drifted off doing our own things, like I wanted to keep performing. Um, and I remember looking at this thing and part of me wanted to do it because everybody said like, you know, I, I would say, you know, everybody says this, you're watching somebody, you're watching some comedy special and you're like, you know, it would be really fun being a stand-up comic. And they're like, oh, shut up, Rhett. Like, you'd be bad at that. Well, so that was like part of my driving factor to give it a go. But also because you could perform without relying on anybody else. It's like theatrics and and if you have that like punk rock attitude, which I'm sort of like getting that you kind of have, like you're just like a go-getter, like DIY type dude, uh, you know, like especially just like looking at your Twitch and, you know, the fact that you just go, you know what, I'm going to make Pong. Uh, and I'm going to go do this and I'm not going to let anybody hold me back. Like that's totally punk rock, dude. Like good for you. <laughs> but, uh, I well, don't know. A bit. Maybe, maybe that's where the name comes from. If you think back to that little kid, maybe he, he saw the future a little bit and he thought, <laughs> you know what, you, you might be this, this little insecure introverted kid that, that doesn't know what you're going to do really who you can be, but, but someday you'll grow into that. Someday you'll get it figured out. Sweet deal, dude. Dude, that's awesome. Is there a way that we can find this comedy special thing? Like, if we, like, Google search <laughs> the shit out of it, are we going to be able to dig this up? Or do we have to, like, call the Comedy Central producers and be like, uh, yeah, we need this. Like, dig up it out. Until, up until a few years ago, you could have. It was on jokes.com, but they, they have since reworked it. And I would have to dig really far the video. I know I've got it saved somewhere. 
Oh, but that I, would not, be not sure it is. That would be you a treasure. Find that I played on your stream. Yes, oh, gosh. I've got to try to find. It. it doesn't even look like me though. I had really. I grew my hair out. My hair was really long, like longer than Jim Halpert from season one in the office. <laughs> it was. It was really fun. It really was. And it's interesting that you say that about comedy, Rhett, because that is the biggest thing that Twitch affords me the opportunity to do. Right. And the reason I said it, it what I'm doing now beats the hell out of trying to do stand-up comedy, is. I I choose when I go on. I have more than this. I, I don't have to just go up there and tell nine to ten jokes in three minutes to yeah. people who don't want to hear me anyway. Uh, I don't have to just do game development. I don't just have to do anything. It's it's all whatever I want to do. I, if I want to grab my banjo, I'm going to grab my banjo. <laughs> if I want to if I want to grab a, a, a storybook, I don't know if you guys saw last night, if I want to set up a fake CGI green screen fireplace and read King Arthur, I'm going to do it. Yes. It's just whatever I want to do. <laughs> oh, dude, that's uh, so that's great. That's so cool. Well, well, talk to us a little bit more about your experience with Twitch and um, you know, because when 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 we first watched, I think there was a couple times where I was the only person in your on your stream hanging out with you. And now I go in and I am one of like twelve. So tell us, like, I guess your experience, how anything you want to share about, like, you know, how you've grown your channel. Um, you know what what you've because obviously, like, I feel like there's just so much positivity that's coming your way. You know. Um, so just talk a little bit about that, I guess. That is a really interesting question. And it's one I've thought about a lot. And I don't know how much of that I want to ascribe to anything I have personally done other than trying to keep a somewhat regular schedule and just treating everybody who comes in my chat like they are an individual and not just a number. Yeah. If you if you do just those basic things, show up when you say you're going to show up and treat people like they're a person, little by little, as long as you're not just sitting there doing something completely incomprehensible, you will at least develop some sort of audience. It's totally punk rock if you dude. <laughs> <I knew laughs> it's you're totally punk that, rock. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well and I, and I have to say that too cuz watched our our Twitch stream I don't. I don't think we've really we had really streamed many times before that. So then, after watching you, I feel like I got a lot of like yeah. tips or whatever. Yeah, it was which, just without like, you even really giving them to yeah. me. It was like, all right, just copy uh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you just can't be afraid a- to run people off. You really can't. There are probably people that I run off. People who are looking, who are more experienced than me, who are looking for a more hardcore intermediate to advanced level game development stream people who are looking for people working on double a borderline triple a titles that's not what i'm doing that's what i i realized that you have to figure out who you are figure out what your niche is and if yep. if you scare people off that's fine it's not a problem you, you're not supposed to reach everybody yeah well and it's funny too because what i've found and even some of the people on your stream i think is that you get like people typically that stick around are like very beginner people that, that like trying to learn from you. But then in my experience, the people who hang around the most are people who are like advanced users and they just want to help somebody, which is like, it makes me feel better about a little bit, you know, that's <laughs> like a very some, good point. 
That's very good point. I've noticed that. I've noticed that I get a lot of newbies, but then I also get some people who were using Game Maker BC more or less from <laughs> ni- 1900, and they they've just stuck around with it for many years, and they they like like helping out newbies. That's yeah. that's very true. But then some people just like watching other people work. Some people just as long as you are remotely pleasant to be around as long as you're not constantly bringing people down i and that goes for me too i'll, I'll watch some girl put makeup on on twitch it's interesting <laughs> why not it's i don't know how to do it i like watching people work on either their craft or just be be decent and for the most part i feel like that's probably what i am for about half the people who watch me just throw me in a tab and that's fine. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be your background noise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. That's fine. And more often than not, like when I'm hopping on, like I'm usually kind of, I'm usually kind of lurking like that. Um, and if for no other reason than like the chat is a pretty lively place, it's like fun to hang out. But also like it helps. Like you're a pretty like charismatic guy. Like watching your stream and the and the way you work and everything. And but also like I'm intrigued with Game Maker because uh, I don't know about Taylor, but I've never used Game Maker. And so seeing somebody who just started, like, I mean, you started kind of like around the same time I did, and seeing the work that you're putting out with Game Maker is so like, it's so cool to see. Um, that's a really good point too. Yeah, Game Maker Studio too. I've I, I've dabbled in the past. I think I think at one point many years ago I downloaded Unity, or many point at some point many many years ago I was doing Visual Basic Studio, trying to get that working. But until I downloaded this engine, I swear it just it was like there was some barrier. It's something it couldn't get past and i thought am i stupid am i just i, I mean maybe i'm just stupid i've been too, doing too much music too much comedy i i've just run my <laughs> I, all i've done is just try to think about poop jokes for so many years that i just i can't think about programming anymore <laughs> but when i got game maker studio 2 it just I, I i made pong in a few hours it just fell fell in place i was doing my own art i was doing my own pixel art it was it, it wasn't I, I don't know. It, it leaves me speechless thinking about how easy it was. Well, and see, and that's, that's a, I think a really important thing for a lot of uh, artists in general um, who are using uh, digital tools is like find the tool that works for you. And I've heard people like I I've got a buddy who has been coding for years, and then I get into it, and he wants me to do all this stuff and figure out like, oh man, we gotta figure out how to streamline this so that you can have this freaking algorithm in three lines, and you can shut down Intel, you know, <laughs> basically that sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm using Unity. And he's like, Unity sucks. Make your own game engine. And I'm sure, like, that I think every tool sort of has that. Oh, I use Fruity Loops Studio to make music. That's stupid. Get reason. Or I use GarageBand. GarageBand, that's freeware. You're stupid. You know, um, I use Photoshop. I use Coral. I use Blub. I use GIMP. I use Paint.net. It's like everybody's got a problem with everybody's tools, but as long as you're finding something that works for you and works for you to get your own work done in a way that's uh, intuitive, but also... Uh, I guess effective, like actually getting something to show for your work, then who cares? I think it's cool watching you work with it. I do too. And, and there have been multiple times I've even mentioned it on the podcast where I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't be using unity and maybe I should switch to game maker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's all like, because like watching you it's, it, I don't know. It'd be at least worth a try. And, and unity has that, those points where you feel like it's so easy you also have many many points where you're like 
what is going on? Like this does not make any sense. I've had people say that to me. So. They've said this the, a very similar thing to what you just said, and and what I've told them is, well, pull up Game Maker Studio Two and do both. See what you think. See see what is easiest. See what's most intuitive for you at the same time. You might find that Unity works better for some games, and Game Maker Studio Two works better for others. It's right. Th- 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 there's more than one type of hammer. They're very they're similar tools in different ways, but maybe maybe sometimes you need to use the ball peen hammer. Maybe sometimes you need the regular one. It's just like Rhett was saying. It's all it's all tools. It's just yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like another trap that people run into, and I, and I like I've been teaching myself to code essentially for like four years or something and i run into this issue where i i don't want to use something that somebody has made for me you know what i mean like like oh i can't just make a game i need to build my game engine or oh i don't want to use like jquery when i'm doing web development i'd rather like write my own javascript stuff that does this but you just end up like beating yourself into the ground and not really finishing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's not going to leave anybody happy. Imagine if every time you wanted to communicate with somebody, you felt that you needed to invent a new version of English. <laughs> it's, it's going to, that's going to seriously inhibit your ability to get your message across. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, actually. Um, I wonder though, because uh, this interests me. Like, what what was it that got you to use Game Maker? What was it about Google, a Google search? <laughs> yeah, go- okay. See, and that's exactly what it was like with Unity for me. It was like, what programming language is used for video games? Because I want to learn to code. And Taylor was like, "Here you go, man. Learn C sharp, and we can use Unity." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> you know." But sometimes that's, that's all it I takes. Just, I just googled. So I think I googled program to make video game, and that was <laughs> that was it. I didn't even think about programming. I just. And that's another thing that jumped out at me about Game Maker Studio 2. It's one of its biggest selling points is when you're just getting started, you can just do the drag and drop. It's like yeah, uh, it's like Unreal Engine 4 Blueprints Jr. Right. More or less. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you buy it first or did you go with like the free trial? I bought it straight up. That's just the way I go with things. A I baller. Thought, I'm, I'm making the commitment. This is done. Bam. <laughs> that's so punk rock of you, Roxom. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, rock song. By the way, it does sound like it would be a punk rock band. So, dude, it would. Always got that. Just trademark it. My <laughs> my professor, one of my, my well, my advisor in grad school would always give me uh, give me a lot of flack about that. She was saying I was I acted too punk rock for grad school. <laughs> like you act you act like you don't want to be here, and I would say I don't. I don't want to be here. I'm just <laughs> I'm just getting a master's degree. I I don't want to be here one more day than I have to. That's funny. Did you get a master's in history? Oh God, no! Uh, oh. After getting out of the undergrad history, I I, I don't know. Re, getting a, a an undergrad in history is basically like getting a adding old books. <laughs> so after that, I went and got a master's in what's essentially New the books. psychology of work. It's called industrial organizational psychology. Oh, cool! Right? Yeah. Oh, that's I don't know cool. I've heard of it, but it's kind of cool. It's like, it's like a business degree, but with more psychology and statistics and no accounting. That actually nice. sounds pretty, pretty badass. Um, <laughs> no, and that's cool. I wonder. Well, see, okay. So, I mean, I take it you have a day job that might use that degree. 
Maybe? Not really. I, I, I'm in a bad habit of, of learning things and then not applying them to whatever I do next in the future. Nothing yeah, wrong I think, with that. I think it's just the nature of doing the, do, of being a performer, being a comedian, that kind of stuff. You're just sort of all over the place mentally. Yeah, sometimes. that's sort of like whimsical. <laughs> but okay, so what? then I, I want to know this. Like, how do you do you feel like your education like informs your work on game dev at all? Like, I mean, obviously, like it's a part of who you are. But what I mean is, like, when you're working on stuff, uh, you know, do you feel like you use any of that sort of like that 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 untapped wellspring of history knowledge or uh, industrial coordinated psychology or whatever. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) They still can't come up with a good name for it. In Britain, they call it occupational psychology, which is probably a more succinct way of putting it. But I don't know, from from the outside looking in, maybe, but I'm I'm so close to it that I can't really say to what extent I use any of my education. Maybe what I use is the same strategies that help me graduate at all. (laughs) (laughs) willing to to jump into something that i wasn't quite prepared to do because again i was an undergrad in history right <laughs> an undergrad in history going and getting an industrial organizational psychology degree all these other <laughs> kids had degrees in psychology they already had the background they already had the baseline to do it when you think back to these kids i joined band my junior year right these kids have been doing it since sixth grade so if you look back on those experiences it's more reflective of my lack of fear to jump into something when I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I feel like, cool. yeah, I'm, I'm more dumb than you guys initially, but give me three weeks. That's right. usually the way I approach it. Just give me three weeks. What's nice. interesting is I feel like that's how most technical things are, at least for me. Cause like I, so I majored in film studies in college and <laughs> I'm not using that degree at all. Other than, <laughs> like you said, just kind of the things that, um, you know, are inherently part of me at this point because of that. I don't know. Uh, but so then I pretty much have only worked like tech jobs since then, but it's always been like IT kind of stuff. And I've always felt that way where the only thing that's really set me apart from anyone else is the fact that I'm not scared to just like jump into something that I don't know about and figure it out on the fly. Right. And if if you can do that, you can you can be in IT you could probably be a programmer at some point um, with a little practice. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. On any job application I've ever filled out, I just mark all of the skills <laughs> because I can go <laughs> and Google what I need to, what I need. I can go and go like, uh, I don't know. Uh, for example, like people always freak out about like putting Excel on their thing. Cause they're like, well, I don't know how to use Excel that well. And I'm like, go, on YouTube, like you can watch a night's worth of YouTube videos and come out the other side a freaking Excel master, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, I guess not a literal 10,000 hour master, Taylor, but. <laughs> <laughs> and that applies to game dev, too. It, it really does. Yeah. Just about anything you can find the answer to, for sure. Personally, I find that everything is applicable to game dev, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, dude, we gamify everything. It's game dev all the way down, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, uh, I was going to you do for a living. I, I think you kind of briefly mentioned that, but I, I've, tr- I've been trying to think of the best way to explain it Okay, <laughs> in, a way, in a way that doesn't invo- uh, violate any kind of non-disclosure agreements or anything like that, but uh, male stripper. 
<laughs> not, any, not anymore. Not for <laughs> about uh, ten or eleven years. I, I actually did do some uh, no some model, modeling like that many many years ago. But uh, oh but god, we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. See, I used the word charismatic as a replacement earlier for handsome. I should have just said it. You're a very handsome man, Roxam. <laughs> I, I I do. I appreciate that, but. <laughs> as far as the day job goes, I work on the back end of HR benefits systems, working in proprietary programs that allow people to enroll and manage their benefits. So medical, dental, vision, all that exciting stuff. Whatever you see in your web browser when you're signing up for that stuff or making changes to it, all the scripting, oh. all, the, all the scripting code stuff behind and, or helping companies and their project managers get it figured out so, so essentially I, yeah so essentially you're a back-end web developer I, I guess it's sort of like that in a sense but well, again it's you, a proprietary uh, language so oh i got you well either way that's that's super cool i'd love to have a job kind of like that <laughs> um well hey it's, it's working from home i i would if it was possible to be anything as long as it's from home i don't care I, i'd be a garbage man from home if that was possible if i could just <laughs> drive the drive the truck around that, you could I, live in I a garbage right truck. You, that would solve that problem. Sorry, it looks like we're breaking up a little bit. But I was saying you could live in a garbage truck and then you could work from home. <laughs> that actually, Brett, it's interesting you mentioned that. There's only one idea I've had thus far that doesn't involve me remaking a game. And one of one of my characters would actually be living in a dumpster, a high-tech dumpster. He would appear <laughs> homeless, but he would have all kinds of neat bat cave style things within oh uh, yeah at his disposal <laughs> so may- maybe that's me maybe that's I-, I always tell people i always wanted to grow up and be a loser <laughs> <laughs> well you're failing okay, well, you're failing at being a loser try harder you're making us look bad roxam <laughs> i was gonna ask what do you have kind of coming up for you that that you want to share like where do you where do you see yourself going in the realm of game dev and where um project i know you were doing kind of a game jam the last time i tuned into your stream right now all i'm focusing on is the game jam that's getting that little thing done by thursday i'm not even sure if i'll submit it i might uh, if the multiplayer works the way I wanted to, then I'll submit it. I finally got that working a few days ago. Oh, cool. Which was surprisingly difficult. It's amazing what all goes into that that kind of networking stuff for a video game. But beyond that, I don't know. And that's so the funny thing about this progress. I just, I'll just go take a shower, and hopefully by the time I get out of the shower, I'll know what I want to do next. And if I don't, <laughs> then I'll just wait till the next day and take another shower and then maybe my brain will tell me what to do but if i don't want to do it i'm not going to pretty reasonable (laughs) yeah it's true that's the way you have to approach it especially if you're going to get on stream if you're going to try to stream anything if you don't want to do it it's better to not turn the stream on it really is if you don't want to be there then don't put yourself out there in front of other people i've definitely had times when i've been dragging on stream and then i just shut it off yeah, it's, you're like, it's not I'm fun done. for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that was why I changed my hours. Originally, I was trying to go till midnight, but with the day job, I was sitting here having these 16 hour days. Yeah. And it just it started making a lot more sense to just make it two, two and a half hours. And adding, adding the extra day, I think, helps. I, I've noticed that 
the the lo- the closer you get to Saturday, the more engaged and happy your chat is. On Monday, <laughs> on Monday and Tuesday streams, people are usually dragging a little bit more, maybe a little more prickly, more likely to push your buttons. But then, hey, Thursday hits, you start seeing more exclamation points, a lot more happy emotes, and nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's your psychology, though, dude. For right. real, That's... I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, I got got some value of that sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> Finally, it's about time it paid off, dude. All right, uh, out outside of game dev, like sounds like you've over the years had all kinds of things you've kind of dipped your fingers in. What do you look forward most outside of game dev? Like what sorts that's, of things do you like to work like, on and do? Yeah, it's like really interesting. I, I don't know. I feel like over the years I've become, and this is sort of a natural progression for everybody, but I've become progressively. <laughs> I'm sorry, you broke out there real quick. Can you repeat that? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so I feel like I've become progressively more and more boring. <laughs> but that's just sort of happens to everybody. I I feel like I've co- accomplished pretty much anything I've ever wanted to do already, and especially with the comedy thing, I feel like I threw myself into so many different things with with music and theater and all the studying abroad. I've I've lived in France for a year. I've went to Finland. I've I've done all kinds of different things. So I guess when I say what what am I looking forward to in the f- I guess I'm sort of living in the future now. I feel like I've found it. That's, I, I'm not looking much beyond today. Like, what am I looking forward to in the future? The next eight minutes of this podcast or so. <laughs> I, Damn, dude. I, I, May 24th was a big day for me. That was, that was like the dinosaurs going extinct for me. <laughs> like, it was like the, the earth is now a different place for me to live on for the foreseeable future. That's, that's so pretty cool, profound, man. dude. That's uh, yeah. that's pretty great. Well, it's talk a lot about stoicism yeah. on our podcast, and that sounds so stoic, man. <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> to the next eight minutes of this podcast. Out in the middle of nowhere, I I don't really go anywhere. Uh, I don't have any pets. I have very little furniture, very very little anything going on aside from I work a day job. And before Twitch, I wasn't really doing anything in the evening, but now I do the stream thing and that's about it wow that's all i need right now yeah it sounds like the dream man very cool but anybody can do this i'm telling you the world is going to become more and more accommodating to people who who don't want to do much more than what i'm doing if you want to work from home if you want to put yourself out there and show other people what you you're doing internet speeds are only going to get better peripherals are only going to get cheaper and I think part of that too comes with like workplace automation and that sort of thing. Like, uh, you know, I think when we start getting to that point, you're going to have a lot more people who dedicate themselves to learning something like game dev, which is like kind of a freaking uh, commitment to make. And you made the freaking commitment, and to you, it was like do or die, pong or death. Uh, <laughs> maybe not that extreme. No, but it's true. It, it reminds me of a video I showed, a Will Smith video. Uh, it was either last week or the week before where Will Smith basically says if he gets on a treadmill and somebody else gets on a treadmill next to him, he's either going to beat that person running on a treadmill <laughs> or he's going to or he's going to die. <laughs> and the people who have that mentality are really hard to stop. It's really hard to impede their progress. And I'm not saying I have that mentality, but I, I aspire to, at least yeah. some of the time. One thing I, I read that's kind of interesting, I'm, re- I'm reading uh, Eddie Izzard's book right now, and I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a comic from England, um, 
I'm gonna say she. <laughs> well, he is. He is a he. He describes himself as a male lesbian. Uh, right, right, right. Because he likes girls and is like feminine. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's way above my small town uh, mind can handle. But he uh, he's a really good comic, and he uh, wrote this book, and it's called Believe Me, and it's basically a memoir about his life. Because there was a documentary that came out a while ago, but. The one thing that always fascinated me was like his mindset, his his whole dedication to this performing thing. He wanted to be a performer before he knew anything about what it took to be a performer. Like one day, like he literally just one day decided, I'm going to be a performer. This is what I'm going to do. And he figured it out all on his own, you know, before there was an Internet to teach you how to do it. And the one thing he said that was very interesting was basically like, I set out on this path and when people didn't want to help me, when they only impeded me with like their negative mindset and all this stuff, like I just burned bridges. And I burned so many bridges that literally the only way was forward. I had no choice but to go forward or just like literally die, like Will Smith was sort of saying. And uh, it's an interesting idea. I find it like really fascinating because a lot of successful people have that mindset, you know? It's true. When you, when you see no other alternative... You, you either succeed or die. That's that's absolutely true. And I think that's a big part of the reason I never embarked upon any anything as seriously in the past with comedy or pretty much anything. I, I always had an alternative. I always had something to fall back on. I, I am the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, Taylor is like, I, we were just I, talking uh, about this. <laughs> yeah, I like have every fallback plan I could possibly have. And like... You know, very frugal. I like have a plan. Like, I don't know. He's I, got a plan A, I don't a plan want to B. Be a, I don't want to be in a position where I am out of a job or like, you know, a steady income or anything like that. But someday I might have to like take that leap, you know. And uh, it's hard to it's hard to break those kind of conservative habits. But yeah, yeah I, I'm definitely very different from that. I, I quit my job in the recession to go to Finland. I just dropped it. It was my first salary job, and I just said, "I hate this. I'm going to Finland." <laughs> That's so. <laughs> but the punk thing is, rock. I envy people like that. Like that sounds like I wish I could do something like that, but I, I, and I know I, I could if I really, if I really wanted to. I just always easy, safe. But yet, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, the older I get, the more I see that. And and I'm a homeowner now, and I have a, a relatively more stable situation. It, it gets a lot harder to do that. And yeah. You're married, right? I believe you're. Yeah, Taylor's married. I, I am married. I am also married. Yeah, both, also married. both you guys are married. So, <laughs> especially if you get married, or if you have children, or pets, or things like that, it, it starts to get more complicated. I just, I really try hard it, as as punk rock as Rhett likes to think I am at the moment. <laughs> I, really, I really try hard to think about the, my my older self, the, the twenty year twenty years from now. How will he feel about the decisions I'm making now? And if I feel like probably won't kill him then i'll go for it but there you go. If, if i feel like it's something that 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 would cause him some difficulty i'll be a little bit more circumspect yeah that's very right. interesting and it's funny because i i don't want to like i don't want to go on the deep dive on this that we definitely could because me and taylor literally just spent an hour like kind of talking about this a little bit ago but um it's funny because i definitely feel like an old man myself sometimes Yet lately, I had this like renaissance, and for you, you disguise you 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 
you say yours was May 24th, the day that Pong or death occurred. Uh, and for me, I don't know quite when it was, but I definitely was like, I had a day where I was just like, all right, I'm done working this job. I'm going to go start my own business. I'm going to go do all this other stuff. I'm going to start traveling. Uh, I think that was like the day I decided, like, I was like, I'm going to get a motorcycle and I'm going to learn to ride a motorcycle. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I hate heights, but like, I ha- I really want to like learn to fly a plane. And I was even toying around the other day with like the idea of going skydiving for whatever. I don't know why, but it's like this renaissance, this sort of, I don't know, uh, you were, you described it as like the dinosaurs going extinct or whatever. But for me, it's just like, it was like this enlightening moment where I realized it's like, man, life's too short to just like not be able to get out and do things that get your heart racing or stretch, like challenge you a little bit, uh, you know, emotionally or intellectually or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I totally lost my train of thought. No, the challenge, <laughs> the challenge is, is a very good way to put it. I, I have a, a charmed existence right now. And if all I did day in and day out was what I did from the time I moved into this big empty house until earlier this year, I would probably have lost my mind. I would have been, as my mom sort of refers to me, like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, just sitting up here <laughs> on this lonely house in the middle of winter doing doing pretty much nothing uh but but having that especially as a performer and, and Rhett, you've been doing the stand-up comedy stuff you understand this there's nothing quite like that feeling of okay it's time for me to go up it's, yep. my, it's, it's time for me to go up and i hadn't had that for many years and i sort of got it in theater but like Rhett also said it wasn't your own show it wasn't your thing you weren't calling all the shots with this i just made one man band. I'm, a, I'm. I get to sit here and be a one man band, jack of all trades. What, if, what kind of guy? To, whatever I want to be. And yeah. It's it's a really really enjoyable thing, and I really enjoy doing it. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, I know well, we're I, we're excited that you got into game dev. Like we've really been enjoying uh, following you on Twitch and doing all that sort of stuff. And and I think we're really excited to see like where you're going to go with it. And like you know, like we sort of talked about before, like those future projects and. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. What were you gonna say, Taylor? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Well, I'm I'm glad you did because yeah, now we're here having this podcast. I know. It, so it's just this like Other weird out. these weird paths we take in life that lead us to where we are. Uh, yeah, and I've never been to Tennessee, and who knows if I'll ever go. But here we are, and <laughs> I don't know. And, and that's a good point. I was I was even thinking about it, and I've noticed this too as as my stream has evolved more and more in a very short time, just over a few weeks, to not being such a strict game dev stream. Who even knows if if I'll be doing game dev of my own in the future? Right. Who knows? I, I might just continue to be more and more of a uh, just a, a positive community for people. I might just be something else you just never know and that's okay i i don't have to just tie myself down to i am just a game dev or i'm not i am just a musician or i i am just a, a clown <laughs> it, it, i might be any number of those things and and that's okay um cool. i got a question Let's steer the conversation a little different way uh i mean you obviously like making games but like what sorts of games uh have kind of have kind of gripped you lately if it if any or what was the last one that really gripped you 
I have been stuck on the the League of Legends runaway train for <laughs> for several years because I haven't really had much time or energy to get invested in much else. I just got in the habit of I got out of grad school. I would do the day job thing. I've had three jobs since grad school. I'm on my third. I just hot you. You've got to in this economy. You know you have to hop around for. Oh yeah, salary, salary increase. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would just. I, I'm in the habit of playing League of Legends, and I think just getting to break that cycle. That was another thing that happened in yeah. May. Just getting out of that habit of <laughs> do it. Uh, go to go to do the day job stuff. Play League of really angry, and then go to sleep angry. <laughs> <laughs> just break, breaking that cycle yeah. was, was good. And I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm on a quest to find that and. I've been on that on a really nostalgic kick lately doing the game dev stuff and especially this week working on my favorite game of all time which has is no longer with us uh, God rest his soul but infantry online I, I, it was my favorite game and I've really enjoyed the process of, of figuring out how to remake it at least in part nice yeah I I had fun playing with you on your stream the other night too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Taylor jumped on. Yeah, he jumped on. The controls are a little wonky, but terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but it was still pretty cool. I could see that, like, I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago, playing that and thinking that was like the coolest thing ever. Right. I think that would have been me too. But oh man, that's cool. Well, nothing wrong with League of Legends. I mean, I'm happy that you sort of quote unquote kicked the habit uh, and started making games instead because. I mean, I know what that's like. I mean, me and Taylor were just calculating the hours I spent playing Dota. Yeah, Rhett spent over 1% of his waking life playing Dota, so... Uh, yeah, and before Dota 2 uh, was released, like, I played a lot of League of Legends trying to capture that Dota 1 magic, and, uh, dude, those those games, man, they just got the right recipe for freaking people like me, and apparently people (laughs) like you that just, like, need to play, and like you said, go to bed angry every freaking night, just, like, super pissed. That's part of the routine. I I can't, I couldn't go to sleep unless I, I, I had recently lost a ranked game. That was my NyQuil. <laughs> oh, man. I could go to sleep uh, very quickly then. <laughs> I'd lose all the time. God. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. Cool. Well, I think we're getting pretty close to our time. Yeah. Um, you got any last-minute questions you want to ask, Taylor? Uh, I was going to ask, so outside of your, your stream, do you spend any time doing game dev? And also, do you have any way of like tracking the amount of time you spend playing or uh, doing game dev each week? It has had to taper off a little bit recently because of day job requirements, but I did and do spend some time off stream watching videos, doing some test things, especially if it's something that I want to show people on stream. Believe it or not, even Bob Ross didn't do his paintings live for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> he did not he had he would do his painting and he would have it sitting off camera and he would look at it and use it as a reference as he did it on screen oh interesting and for more yes yeah, it doesn't seem like that but when you're trying to provide a product for people when you're trying to help especially newer people sometimes you do need to test things off stream and make sure that it's actually going to work otherwise you just sit there staring at a notepad and i think there are this is just personal opinion i think there are far too many text editor streams on twitch yeah (laughs) really i mean there's a time and a place for it but if that's all you're doing 
that you're you're only going to reach a very specific subsection <laughs> of people, people who are already very familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, what? So obviously, like you're saying, watching videos and and doing that sort of stuff. Like, do you have any like regular sort of go to places like other than YouTube, or or if it is YouTube, maybe like a standard set of videos or something that you go to to sort of like cherry pick the types of information that you like and you think people might be interested in later on. And it's mostly specific to Game Maker Studio 2. Oh, and to answer Taylor's question, I, I, just keeping a vague track of this stuff, it's it's closing in on 400 hours. Oof, wow. Since May 24th. It's closing what? in. On, it's, I, I know that sounds like an insane number. <laughs> yeah. I, just factoring in everything I've done for Twitch as well, anything for Twitch or marketing or anything like that, it's close to 400 hours. Wow. I'm not sure how much it, I would say strictly yeah. game dev, but but it's all part of the package for me. Well, that's uh, 4% of your 10,000 hours to become a master, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're almost there. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But as far as resources, they're very Game Maker Studio specific. Sean Spaulding, uh, Heart Beast is uh, what the guy goes by. The Game Maker Studio 2 forums on Yo-Yo Games. It's a pretty intricate, small community. They they go in depth, but again, it's it's written in Game Maker language. It's only for Game Maker Studio. But if you're using it, then those two guys in the forums are are probably your best bet right now. Great, nice. That's awesome. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I was going to ask any other shout outs. Uh, any of your viewers, or I don't know. Anybody you want to just mention to give them a plug before we wrap it up here? Tonight, I'm just here for you guys. If I were to try to shout out, if I were to try to shout out anybody else, I would inadvertently omit somebody, and to avoid doing that, well, screw them. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh man. Well, how could people get a hold of you? People can email me. I've got rocksom at gmail.com. Uh, they can see me on Twitch. They can tweet me at It's Roxom. They could come track me down in Carthage, Tennessee. I'm not too worried. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, yeah, and, and we strongly advocate people to tune into your stream, twitch.tv forward slash Roxom. It's a lot of fun. We'll probably be on there too. So. Oh, yeah. Come drop in and say hi. Um, Yeah, sounds good. Well, cool. I yeah, get, well, I thanks so much for coming. Off. Yeah, Roxom. man. It's been a blast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, and I look forward to see what we come up with next. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sounds good. You guys can uh, reach us in the usual places. That's uh, uh, at GameDevsQuest on Twitter or twitch.tv slash GameDevsQuest. You can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And don't forget to check out Rockzom stuff, too. Uh, we going to be there, so you should, yeah. too. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. That's GameDevsQuest, of course. I've been Rhett. I've been Taylor. And we've been joined by Roxom. So, coup de music. Yeah.